Hello, New Haven, and welcome back to Arts Response on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. I am very excited to welcome today. I'm your host, Lucy Gelman, by the way. I forgot to do that part. I'm very excited today to be welcoming Tracy Joseph and Chanel Goldson to the air, airwaves. If you recognize those names, uh, that is because uh, Chanel is the now official president of the Elm City Freddie Fixer Parade Committee. And both are uh, officers on the parade. And this is like, this is a really exciting time for the Freddie. It is coming back and it's, I mean, it's literally coming back, but I think also there's a lot of momentum building around it. So first of all, welcome to both of you. Thank you, Lucy. Thank you for having us. And I just want to say before we dive into, thank you for providing us this opportunity for our voices to be heard. Mm. Um, that's vital for us to continue this mission as well, because all too often we're, we aren't given that opportunity to tell our own stories and to, to give insight into what we're doing. So we thank you so much for that opportunity. Oh, I'm, I'm thrilled that you're here and, and that you were able to come on. I know it's a weekday, so um, so I, I really appreciate that. So let's hop right in. And first of all, for folks who, I don't know, if someone's been under a rock and they're like, what is the Freddy? Uh, and, and it's coming back this year in a big way. So, you know, what, what does that conversation sound like? Because I think that some folks, folks who grew up with the, the Freddy Fixer Parade, really know it and there I think there's a lot of joy around the fact that it's coming back in June um for folks who maybe don't know what it is or what happened when there was a hiatus um largely propelled by the COVID-19 pandemic you know what have those discussions sounded like well just to give you a brief history we started um in 1962 our first official parade was in 1963, and the founders, which were Dr. Fred Smith, um, Dr. Ed Grant, um, Edna Carnegie Baker, as well as other community members, they came together with the idea of um, neighborhood beautification, community activism, and as well as preserving the arts and culture of our community, which was vital. So it's it's more than just a parade. It's that um, neighborhood beautification throughout the year culminated in an annual parade. So that was like our celebration to say, hey, all throughout the year, we've been looking out for each other, taking care of each other, growing. Um, and then here now we come together as a community, as a family to celebrate. So that's how it started. And um, it continued um, annually. And then for the last three years, we um, were unable to have a parade because of the COVID pandemic for two years and then um, funding. So what happened during COVID? We lost members. We lost volunteers. We lost. Um, it was hard to fundraise. You know, everyone was going through such a difficult time when it came to finances and a lot of organizations struggled, especially the smaller ones, to raise funds during that time. So um, all of our numbers just dwindled. So it, it directly had an impact on us and our ability to raise funds and to um, uh, coordinate a successful parade. So we are back and we have some great and exciting updates and this year you know we're coming back even stronger than ever and we hope that the community comes out um, and they come out in large numbers bring your family call them up and say hey come down for this weekend because it's not just a one day event we're having um some other events as well so I don't know if you want me to dive into that or I will but I want to mm -hmm. first I want to get in the way back machine 
Um, And I want to hear about, you know, for both of you, because the Freddie is something that at this point, you know, you, you said that number 1963, which also for New Haven was this moment when the city was going through um, what we now recognize as urban renewal, which was very devastating to a lot of communities and especially to a lot of black communities. And so that, I think that that is part of this story. And the other part of the story is just the, the incredible joy that this parade has sparked for generations and also pride, like pride in neighborhood, pride in cleaning up. This isn't just like a couple friends cleaning up trash on the side of the road for a Saturday. There is a concerted effort to really get out there. And so I, I would love for our listeners to know a little bit more about the relationship that both of you have with the Freddie Fixer Parade, because I have been lucky enough to talk to both of you about being you know, girls and, and coming to this parade and seeing a neighborhood come out and sort of gather really joyfully for, for the celebration. Well, um, my, my memories of the Freddie Fixer, I was participating in the Freddie Fixer as a young child. I um, was a spectator. Um, then I became a volunteer in adulthood. Um, and then from there, I just, um, was in different positions on the executive board, but it was always, I participated in a parade in some shape or form throughout um, my lifespan, like many other New Haven residents. Um, And then Tracy has a little bit of personal ties to Freddie Fixer. Tracy, you want to go ahead and um, share a little bit about that? Yes, please. (laughs) Thank you, Chanel. So I would say that for me, I remember going to the parade and um, not really initially being told the historic point of the parade, um, but the family made it a point to take us from Bridgeport, to go to New Haven, visit my aunts, my cousins. And then as we started to go into the preteen years, um, it was told to us through a family um, reunion, the ties that we had and um, talking to my cousin more, speaking to my aunt more, it was, you know, it was just not a parade that we go to. It's part of our legacy. And so having that uncle to look up to and say, wow, you did that. Um, But not just him, but having that support of the community. And that is where the impact is. Together, we have that sound voice as one. And we take pride in that. So that's my personal tie to Freddie. And I will say one of the things that I've been really lucky to witness is that it's not just like one and done. And Chanel, you were saying this, it's it's not just that June 4th at 1.30 p.m. in the afternoon date, although people should mark that on their calendars. Um, you have also been meeting, you have monthly board meetings where you have been bringing people in and sort of rebuilding, because I think that's, I think it's true that during COVID, a lot of things happened there. A lot of people got sick. There was a lot of unemployment. Folks' resources were really stretched in a way that um, had existed before the pandemic, but I think was amplified by it or exacerbated by it. And then people were exhausted, exhausted as well. Um, so I think you know there were parents trying to like work a full job or sometimes two or three full jobs, and then also they had their kids in school at home on the computers, and so. There was a lot going on. And so tell me about how these board meetings have been going. I've, I've been lucky to go to a couple of them and have really enjoyed them. 
Yeah, so that was one thing when I came in um, in this position as president back in in March. Um, that's the first thing I said, hey, we have to get back to meeting consistently. Um, people need to know what's going on. They need to know that we need support. They need to know how to get involved. So many people want to get involved, but they don't know how. So providing them the opportunity to say, hey, let's meet. And even um, people that may not show up at the meeting, they'll call, they'll email, and, I'll, and we'll work out some things that way. And they volunteer although they're not at the meeting. So we meet um, monthly and right now the meetings are hybrid because what we noticed is a lot of people could not make it in person, but they wanted to make it. And so we said, why not give them this opportunity that they can join virtually? So that's been um, a success. We actually have even more people join virtually, about 20 some odd people. And then we had about a handful in person. So it seems to be working out. Um, so we meet, we have our board meeting the last Wednesday of the month. That doesn't change. Um, we have a break in the summer. And then we also have our, we'll have our executive board meetings and we have our board of director meetings. But the general board meeting is just for the community to get, um, to be able to provide their input and to see what's going on. So it's just for the public um, and it's giving an update. And it's an open forum to where they have any questions about what we're doing or how to get involved. That's their time to really do that. And Tracy, I, I want to bring you into this conversation because we met at one of those board meetings yes. and I feel like you came in and you were like, I want to see this and this and this and boom, boom, boom. And, but also you were respectful of, of folks who had been in the room for a long time. And, and since the Freddie has really become a part of your already very busy life, right? <laughs> yes. Um, I want to say, that was my first meeting, right, Chanel, um, that I attended? In November, yes. <laughs> yes. And my initial thought and feeling was really where are we at as a community and not to, you know, go in there and say, you know, he was my uncle, but give homage. Like, Chanel was a, a army of one and she did a great job, you know? And so to try to override that would be nothing but um, ignorance on my part. Right? Oh, I think you got muted. Well, my her contribution. Can you hear me? Yes. You sound beautiful. <laughs> uh, and I enjoyed her outlook and contribution. And as a president, um, she is a phenomenal leader. So, you know, I can't take any credit because this is her ideas and now our ideas are, you know, we are manifesting. And so I, I salute her and the rest of the board of directors that held it together when there was a skeleton crew. Yeah. And it's a lot to hold. I mean, I mean, I would love to hear from both of you because I think that there have been some really powerful especially black women in our community who are holding this up, right? And who are holding this together. And I also wanna honor that like both of you have full-time jobs um, and like there's mothering on top of that. There's taking care of your family members on top of that. Um, so this is not the only thing you're doing and you're doing it on a completely volunteer basis. Mm -hmm. That's correct. That's correct. So um, there, there is so many people who say, I, you know, I want to step up, I want to do this, but you always have to think, can I? Um, so you have to be really good with time management, you have to be organized, and you have to just be willing to do the work. So it's all about balancing that and finding that balance. So um, where one person may 
with how we work now, one may, person may be good in that area. So we kind of piggyback off that. You handle this, I handle that. Um, but it's all, we all work well because we're organized, we're committed. And um, so you really need those attributes to, to make it work. And it's what I would add to that and say it's less about a title and more about the work. Um, I, I want to say that even in the meeting, my first meeting um, where you attended, Chanel made it very clear it was not about getting into that acting position. It was about the work that could be done and we coming together to do that work. So let's talk about the parade coming back. So um, Chanel, as you said, it's a whole weekend. It's not just that June 4th date. Although no one should miss June 4th at 1 p.m. when the parade steps off on Dixwell Avenue. Um, but but let's talk about that whole weekend. And I would say not even the weekend. There's also a cleanup that I think is May 20th, if I'm not mistaken. Um, mm -hmm. And that is a chance for folks in the neighborhood, but folks all across New Haven to come out and, and really participate in cleaning up the community. Um, so so let's talk about some of the activities that are coming up that are both the parade itself and also parade adjacent. Okay, so we have quite a few um, exciting events coming up and none of it will be possible without our sponsors. So I just want to take a minute just to acknowledge them and, and tell them thank you because what we need are our sponsors, not only volunteers, but the sponsors because we need funds, we need money to make a parade run. We need over $100,000 per year. So that's important. We put that number out there because it's not just this one-time fee. We're doing this annually. So um, our lead sponsor is the Mellon Foundation. So we thank you, uh, Mellon Foundation. And um, our additional sponsors are Comcast, NBC Universal, Concorp, um, the Arts Council, National Endowment of the Arts, Yale Office of New Haven and State Affairs, the City of New Haven Department of Arts, Culture, and Tourism, the Cornell Scott Hill Health Center, Golson Investment Group, our Kids Family Center, and the Tech Sierra and Cummings Family. So thank you so much because without them, we wouldn't even be here. <laughs> So um, that's a um, segue into our events. We do have our community cleanup on May 20th, and we're going to be meeting up at 930 at the Stetson Library. And everything I mentioned here about our upcoming events will be on our website. So we have our community cleanup event. And then we have our health and wellness fair in collaboration with the Stetson Library. That's May 31st. And then on Friday, June 2nd, we have the meet and greet. And it's also an artist showcase. So we don't, we have, we'll have more information about the location and time um, at a later date. We're working out the logistics. And then that Saturday, which is June 3rd, we have the Dixwell Neighborhood Festival in collaboration with the International Arts and Ideas Festival. And then that brings us right to Sunday, the annual Freddy Fixer Parade. So a lot, a lot of celebration, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think also, you know, this is like, like, do you feel, I feel all the time, especially when I'm doing things like reporting in schools or reporting on things that are still coming back, that you're navigating a new normal in this world? Yes. Yes. It's definitely a new norm. It, the way we engage with individuals is, is a new norm. You know, we're meeting virtually, that's a new norm. <laughs> so the way we're doing everything is is a new norm for us and so we're adapting every day and um every day it, it gets better there are some struggles but you know we're learning and we're adapting so that's the, the the most important part to adapt with time so that we can be sustainable tracy did you 
want to, I, I don't want to interrupt you. <laughs> no, no, no comment. I agree. Everything she just said. So I'd also love to know, you know, what some of the challenges are not, not because I'm interested in like being a Debbie Downer, right. But because this is no small feat to bring a parade back. And I think, um, last year, especially we saw some kind of, uh, like, like push and pull from this, especially the city, but also other folks saying, Hey, you, you are going to need to raise more money because of police overtime. Um, and there was this question of like, this, this is a neighborhood thing. It's a grassroots thing. A hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. That's a lot. It is is. (laughs) to raise annually. And we are, we are excited because there is the potential opportunity to work with the city because they they made a comment themselves um, to WTNH and to the New Haven Register that they'll be willing to work with us on that. So we are looking forward to that. So, um, you know, we haven't heard anything yet, but it's still early and we are um, attending logistics meetings now. So maybe more about that will we'll, um, unfold. But as of now, you know, the only thing we're standing on is that they will work with us. Um, I had a question and it flew out of my brain. Um, but okay, so let's go back for a minute. So you mentioned both having a relationship with the parade. I think I want to know more about each of your relationship with the parade. Um, Diane Brown, who is on the board of directors and the branch manager at the Stetson Library and like without whom I think we can safely say the Freddie would not be continuing and, and would not still be like with us, um, has this wonderful story about how you would dress up and go to the parade. And I'm wondering, you know, for both of you and Chanel, mm-hmm. I also, you're, you're someone who you came back to New Haven and you're raising your girls, your daughters here. I'd also love to know how it feels as a mom. Yeah, well, it's, 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 it's very, it's like looking back at myself when I see them, because they're excited about the parade, and they're like, are we going to the parade, are we going to the parade, and, you know, that used to be me as a child, and so they get to see a lot of the background work, so they're excited about it, too, and I, I always explain to them the importance and significance of it, and they're right alongside on me when I'm at these events, whether it's a vending event or if it's a community fair, they're there so they can see the background work as well as they can enjoy the parade. So they they have a little bit more um, context behind it. But I do have many, many memories, you know, of getting dressed. I was always a highlight. You're going to see your friends. You're going to see family you haven't seen in a long time. And everyone wants to know, oh, what are you wearing for the Freddy? People would get their outfits earbrushed. They would get, you know, their cousin could design an outfit. So that was like always the highlight of the Freddy. People, you know, were in their best dress outfit. So um, that was just something that was a part of Freddy. We're going to come up. We're going to show um, show up and show out. <laughs> so that was always attached to the Freddy. Show out in a good way, you know, wearing your best and um, being your best. Yeah, Tracy, I, I would love to know a little bit more from you about, you know, what your past experiences were like. And also, what have your conversations with your extended family been like as you come back into organizing the Freddy? So I would say that, um, 
my memory was just as Chanel described, like, what are you going to wear? Um, what time are we going to get there? But then we would have the family cookouts right after the parade. So um, just like many people, you, you get that grill going, you're talking to your neighbors. It's, it's a fun time. And it was like, oh, man, it was like almost like our 4th of July. You know, it was like really fun. And um, I remember uh, one of my cousins sending me the the invitation to the board meeting and or the general meeting. And she asked, um, are you going to go? I said, I'm going to try. I want to, you know, know what's going on, see how I can help. And I want to say what, six months later, not even Chanel. Now here we are uh -huh. in this position. And mm -hmm. I spoke to cousin Fred um, and I wanted to get his blessings to make sure that, um, you know, he, he is in agreement with me being involved and um, just give me some history because unlike Chanel, I didn't um, serve on different positions. You know, so there's a whole history that I lean on the board of directors and her for. Um, and my family is now like amazed, of, you know, with everything that's going on and they're um, supporting. So they're making sure that if they need money, you know, we're getting it together. So, yeah, they're very supportive. And I also will say, like, I, I've seen both. I feel like whenever I go to a community event, I turn around and there's a table for the Freddie, which I really love. Mm -hmm. um, so which brings me to my question, you know, if folks are listening to this and they think I really want to get involved, either because this was a special part of my childhood or or maybe my parents' childhood, or I'm a parent and I want to bring my kids to this, or I'm not a parent and I want to bring myself to this. How can folks really show up and support the Freddie in different ways? Awesome. Wait, and we're talking we can talk about money too <laughs> <laughs> well yeah well you know what too um there are so many ways to get involved that doesn't involve money um and there's creative ways where you create money so some ways to get involved you can participate in a parade if you have a business um an organization you can sign up parade applications are online and tracy's actually on the parade committee so she um her herself um jackie Glover, she's on the board of directors, and Diane Brown, she's on the board of directors as well. They um, are going to businesses and they're handing out applications to get people signed up. So that's a way to get involved, showcase your business, because there's a lot of Black businesses in our community that people aren't aware of. So we want to kind of um, have an effort to make sure people are aware of that. And then you can also become a volunteer or member. You can volunteer one time, um, or you can be um, um, volunteer on a continuous basis. Um, you can donate. There's a donate link on the site. One time multiple times or this is another um thing that i'm trying to promote this year you can host a fundraiser so so many times we get uh compared to the saint patrick's day parade and i love the saint patrick's day parade in their committee by the way they are so supportive they're at our galas they support everything that we do so um we get compared to them but we're there's no comparison because there are businesses that host their own fundraisers and so like every month there's a fundraiser going on and they're not leaning just on a committee, which is a large committee, but they're doing it themselves. So if you have a business, you have a skill um, or a talent, you say, hey, I don't know how to do it, but 
um, I'm an artist. Can we host a, a fundraiser where I create art? There could be so many different unique ways where you could host a, a fundraiser and the proceeds go to the Freddie Fixer. So I want to see a little bit more of that with this coming year um, to get involved. And it also promotes businesses within the community. So it's it's a, a joint effort. So that's a ways to get involved. You go, if you go on our website, you'll see um, my contact information. And there's also a volunteer section where you can just sign up for some of the activities that we have. And I, I see you have your pin. So there, and I've also mm -hmm. seen there's some Freddie swag, right? Like, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Lucy, so you mentioned um, at tables. Um, so once I became president last March, another, um, another thing that I implemented was making sure that we are at vending events because I was like, we need money. We're going to get money any way possible. So um, I said, hey, let's come up with the I Support Freddie Fixer campaign. The board was like, yeah, we love it. So they're supportive too. And if I couldn't host at a, um, a vending event, they will feel for me, especially Jackie. She does that a lot too. Um, Tracy's been there at vending events, but we'll have a table. We'll have pins, buttons, reusable bags, tumblers. Um, we'll have those items for sale. And now we're adding t-shirts as well. So um, most of the time when you see an event in the community, you'll see our table and you can purchase merchandise. Yes. And Tracy, did you want to hop in? No, she is absolutely right. So we will always have swag. We'll try to be at every vending event, whether it's Chanel and I, or just a member of the board of directors. Um, we will try to be out there because representation is important. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. You both said this at the beginning of this episode. Sometimes especially for folks who stand at like different um, intersections of identities that have been like historically silenced or historically marginalized. So black women um, and, and, and many, many other people, um, your stories are sort of pushed to the side or your voices are pushed to the side. And so do you also feel like there has been a reclamation of the narrative around the Freddie you know, this year as you work toward this June 4th parade date? Um, I would say that we're getting there. We still have a far way to go, honestly, um, Lucy. And that's why I always thank you every time we have an interview because um, it's still a struggle. So, you know, we just have to keep putting our best foot forward and continue to, to tell our stories. And, um, but as I said before, it, there is still a struggle. Um, so, and I'm glad that you even mentioned that, but we're, we're still working on it and there's only but so much we can do. And I want to thank Comcast NBC Universal because we're working with them to see what they can do. So they, they stepped up and said that they'll donate some in-kind donation, whether it's, um, any kind of advertisement. So we're trying to draft a plan now with them where more people are becoming aware. And we're also coming up and working with the organization that will help to create um, a video documentation, like a documentary on the importance of the Freddie Fixer in the history so that other people can be aware of it and we can share that information. So I'm excited about that. We're going to um, launch that soon. So that should help too, because there are so many people who may not know the historical and cultural significance. And so the more people that hear about it, the more people get involved. I see. And I was add that to understand as well that we're just not about the parade, but we're about the community as a whole. So Chanel and I just launched our first career readiness uh, workshop. 
And we're, we're going to bring more of our skill set to the community in order to empower, empower our people and empower our community. Yeah, I feel like this is something that I have spoken with Patricia Adger, who is on the board of directors of the Elm City Freddy Fixer Parade Committee as well, about like the, it feels often like there is a scarcity of resources, despite the fact that New Haven has like a gazillion nonprofits. Um, it often feels like those resources, especially for things like grant writing, financial literacy, um, home buying, taxes, which are really, really hard if no one has taught you how to do that. None of that trickles down. Yeah, yeah, Lucy, you mentioned that. That was that was um, great because there is, it seems like a scarcity, but we do have so many talented people. It's just coming together to say, hey, how can we do that to benefit our community? So um, instead of being like uh, separate silos within our community, we do need to kind of loop that together. And I'm seeing a lot more of that, especially with the new sets in library. Like people are meeting there and they're saying, oh, they're saying, hey, I have this event. How could you be a part of it? So um, I'm really excited excited about what's going on at Sesson Library. So it is like beyond where it was when I was younger. So it, I love being there. Every time I go there, there's always something new and exciting going on. It's, it's just not about books anymore. And it's more about um, community gathering um, and connecting and even connecting those resources together. Um, and so that that's really good. And um, so as Tracy said too, yeah, bringing our skill set in and we, more volunteers we have, they can add to the table. We just had two new, uh, one member, one volunteer, they came on, they say, hey, we want to bring back the community um, health and wellness sphere. And there you have it. May 31st, they're going to be responsible for working with Diane to have that community health fair. So if more people get involved, you can you can use your skill set to uplift the community and to, to give the organization. So it doesn't have to be just a financial to say, hey, I know how to prepare taxes. Let me do a workshop. So um, that we're seeing more of that. And so I want to thank all of our new members, all of our new volunteers, everyone who's been reaching out, everyone who's been following through um, and who's com they're, they're committed. I thank them beyond the um, bottom of my heart because I couldn't do it, you know, just one person or even four people. So thank you. So Tracy, I want to ask you as you are, you know, as the parade committee is building, what are some of the things we can, like, can we get a little sneak peek? I know people, people have been asking me, like there people are curious and people have been asking uh, folks I know at the independent, they're like, oh, can we get a little sneak peek? So I want to say that we have a lot of um, business owners, um, organizations who are very interested in um, actually joining the parade. So Diane, Jackie, and myself is walking um, into the businesses, um, actually building that rapport. For me, I'm building a rapport. Jackie and Diane have that rapport um, built with business owners, and they're excited for the return. We have new businesses all the way from um, Naugatuck area. I know Naugatuck DEI is planning on attending. We have the Single Moms Alliance who's planning on participating. We have um, other um, organizations from Hartford area who has reached out. So we're really excited for the individuals who have participated, but now the new joined, league, new joined um, organizations and business owners who are showing interest. I will say this is also an arts and cultural event. Like I, I just want to lift that up. Chanel, I know you and I have talked about how um, sometimes the 
organizations like or agency state agencies like the Connecticut Office of the Arts like to um, sort of put people in a box and be like, well, you're not you're not arts and culture, but this really is an arts and cultural event as well. Yes, yes, that's correct. So, um, yeah, so technically we are revamping our bylaws, so it has to state specifically, but we thought, you know, you wouldn't even have to explain that because it's all about arts and culture, um, the culture that we're trying to preserve with, um, amongst our community. Um, we have so many people from musical background, dance background, um, Afro-Caribbean, Afro-Latino, so you see so many of the arts and culture coming out. So um, it, it is very much so arts and culture, so I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> Um, so the last question I always ask folks is, you know, what have we not talked about here? Well, that's, it's the second to last question. I lied. What have we not <laughs> talked about here that is really important for both of you to lift up as folks are listening to this and looking forward to that parade date and, and to the community cleanup on May 20th? Well, I want to make one out because I said, I'm going to give you a little bit sneak because you're Lucy, <laughs> but we are with the parade. This is going to be the first time we ever offered a cash prize for our winners. So we have seven categories. So our first place winners will, will win the opportunity. Um, we'll have the opportunity to win $700. Our second place winners plus a trophy. Our second place winners will win $300 plus a certificate. So that's new. And the reason why we did that is because we are not the only ones feeling the negative impacts of COVID. So we see so many people when we're reaching out there they want to be a part of parade they may not have the funds they can't get their uniforms together so addition to to trying to do you know honorariums we are offering that parade um award so you know you put so much work in it you you work hard uh, we have the opportunity to award them with that and that's um with thanks to the Mellon foundation that's yes i i feel like they're doing cool stuff like consistently cool stuff the Mellon foundation they are they are um, Tracy, anything that you know that you want to add that we haven't talked about? No, not right now. No, I think that Chanel let it out the bag that we are having those first place, second place um, prizes. So that should be um, very interesting this year, how our um, businesses and our organizations come out and show out. <laughs> so I'm also really interested. I also, uh, I, I often ask artists this question because the show grew out of how artists were adapting in like the first year of the pandemic. So we're in a very different place now, but both of you are holding so much. You're holding so much for the community and so much in your own lives. And also like doing job, like full-time jobs as well. So how do you care for yourselves? Um, well, <laughs> self-care is important. I, I like to take naps so people know that, you know, I'll, I'll set aside time. I'm napping. This is my time to nap. Um, vacation. So I, I take vacations. I'm, I'm very detailed when it comes to planning. So I always set time um, aside for myself. That's important because if I'm empty and burnt out, I can't be effective. I can't um, do the work that I need to do. So being recharged and re-energized, I set that time aside for myself. And Sundays, I always mark over days. It's off limits, except for the parade. But, you know, it's important to have a day to yourself, time to yourself. So you have to carve out that time to yourself because if you're burnt out, you, you can't function to the best of your abilities. Yeah, I think that's true. Tracy, how about you? I would agree fullheartedly. Um, you can't operate broken. So for me, I start my day with um, meditation and 
learning how to ground myself throughout the day because we are super busy. So before we go to that next activity or that next space or venue, it's important to um, ground yourself and not take whatever you experience before into that next meeting. So um, I practice that every day. But then, like Chanel said, um, planning a vacation, a weekend, you know, staycation, and that's very vital. But also knowing when to say, I need help. So I will lean on Chanel a lot and she'll say, Tracy, are you going to be available at this event? And so um, that partnership with between us is very, very vital because as long as we're on the same page um, and she, she'll say, Tracy, can you handle this? Or I'll say, do you need any help? That partnership um, is very helpful. Um, well, I also just, I want to congratulate both of you as newly installed officers and also um, president and vice president respectively because that's it's really exciting does it feel exciting or does it just feel like a lot of work <laughs> well I'll say um honestly it it it's it's exciting to be able to help. The title doesn't excite me at all because everyone that knows me and work with me, I, I will do the same amount of work. You know, I want to do what 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 needs to be done. So the actual title itself, no. But knowing that what I am excited about is having help. So I am ecstatic about, you know, having Tracy come in and be able to provide support. And we also have a secretary who will be joining in an acting capacity and we're interviewing someone for public relations. So I am excited about those positions being filled, but not myself being the president, but <laughs> but I'm excited to have help. It's exciting to see the impact of what we do for the community and how the excitement, I think, provides fuel for us to keep on going. To get that phone call and say, the first time I seen men dressed in suits and my mom used to say, come, you gotta go to the parade, you gotta see this. And it was black men in suits and, you know, um, walking with that empowerment, you know, that speaks to me to say, yes, let's do more. So anytime, We'll say it's too much or, you know, we're boggled down with meetings, just knowing that we're going to meet somebody in the community that the parade and the actual committee has changed their lives for the for the positive is very, very rewarding. Um, well, I want to thank both of you so much. I am so excited for this. I'm so excited for the May 20th cleanup in the Dixwell neighborhood, which you said Chanel starts at 930 a.m. at Stetson Library. I want yes. folks to show up. Um, mm -hmm. And then, of course, the parade weekend, which is going to be really beautiful. If folks want to follow the work that the Elm City Freddy Fixer Parade Committee is doing, how can they do that? Well, we do have a very active Facebook page. So it's the Elm City Freddy Fixer Parade. They can like the like and follow the page, but they also have to interact because the algorithm will um, kick us down to the bottom of their timeline. So it's not a enough just to like it but like and comment on some posts so you want to interact with the post um you can also check out our website at www.elmcityfreddyfixerparade.com and so we try to keep that updated and you can see there how to volunteer ways to donate um upcoming events as well as our members um for our executive board and we'll be updating it with our actual members we are at 15 members now
Awesome. I want to thank both of you so much for coming on the radio, for talking about this. I just, I really appreciate you. I'm excited. I feel like it's, I don't know, some metaphor that the sun is shining so brightly. Um, Chanel, you look like you have this beautiful halo of light right now. So, (laughs) So thank you both so much. Thank Thank you. you. And thank you, Tracy, for joining me. So.